You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've got good news. It's R-A-D. Just the good stuff, baby. There's a, a new hotel that opened up in downtown Alpharetta. And, oh, yeah, uh, the, the Hampton? The Hamilton. The Hamilton. Uh, the double tree. <laughs> it's <laughs> in its basement. It has like a speakeasy style restaurant um, that, you know, you have to like legitimately like walk down the stairs. Like we, it was, it felt pretty cool. Like there was a line, like a secret bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. We had a, there was a line outside and we were able to just skip the line, walk in, give them like, tell them we had a reservation. We were a part of a reservation. I'm and then Hamilton. you walk downstairs and you see this like old style, like it looks like a the look kind of like a morgue, but it was more like like a, a big yeah. supply closet. And you see this old timey phone on the wall with like the fucking thing you bring down to your ear and you talk into it. Yeah, the phone. And you hit the button, like you hit a little button on the phone. <laughs> Alex still has that. <laughs> um, you hit a little button on it, and someone answers it, and you have to say, "I'm here to pick up my tailoring," and then they'll unlock the door for you. Like the door itself is like. It's meant to look like a, I guess, a meat locker or some shit. And so you hear it unlock and then you walk in and it's like just, pig. it was like, it, exactly. And like the whole place was just filled with like uh, a lot of old folks dancing and loud music and drinks were good, but good heavens, it was, it was overwhelming. So that's why. Just like I the good old making, days. Can everyone real quick, just give us your best, how you would uh, call into the speakeasy and say, I'm here to pick up my tailoring. I'm here to pick up my Tyler ring. <laughs> oh, because I think I would do like I would try and see like the weirdest voice I could do and get away with it. I'd be like I'm here to pick up my Tyler ring. And just, see if, <laughs> just heavy breathing. See if they the open the end. door or not. Oh, I must be in the wrong place. So sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. The the Discord bot just uh just alerted to every one of our presence, so uh, they can no longer throw a Pokeball at us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep, uh, free from Pokeballs. Uh, sad to announce to everybody, um, after two years of this gesturing around, Radish is no longer COVID-free, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. Um, in fact, I am still testing positive right now, so everybody back off. Um, Take the earbuds out of your ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still shocked that, uh, that Sean was not the first to get it, I have to say. But um, miraculously, in the middle of the thralls of COVID, my old college sent me a mask. Uh, I don't know if they knew that I was had COVID or Webster? what. But no, no, no. George State. <laughs> oh, okay. I, have, I have it right here. And here's the thing: Let, I would never, fun. I would never wear this mask in public. Oh, it's got. The, I've seen that. <laughs> it's. It is okay. So for the people at, uh, listening, the mouth at home, moves with yours. <laughs> the mouth moves with mine. It is the top of my head is Tyler. The bottom of my head, from the nose down, is a panther. Blue, um, a blue panther. So I think this is probably awakened the cat ears on. people. I was looking. Okay, so I was looking for my cat ears and I couldn't find them. And I'm worried I lost them in my move. And I'm concerned <laughs> at who found them, if if they were uh, lost. But uh, a, a mover who is yeah. Don't leave home without them. Find himself. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. God dang. That's yeah. Y'all keep that huge. thing on me. You yeah. just moved, Will. You moved like literally days ago. <laughs> yes, and my parents found it. So it was priority? It. 
It was fine. I was just like, hey, Twitch loves people with cat ears for some reason. So we tried it and it didn't work. And my mom was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, boy. I think, I think it has to be more revealing. Tyler, is there like a GSU like emblem on it or any indication? No. See, that'd be nice. I bet I bet Tex is very nice. Like a black one with like a little yellow jacket lapel on That's it. It's Kevlar. No, there's there's no way that <laughs> you breathe. can tell that there there's no Georgia State branding. It's just on I'm this. Lou Panther round. Just I'm I'm Snagglepuss. <laughs> oh, hello. Heavens to Heavens Murgatroyd. To Murgatroyd. <laughs> I tell um, positive for a date with you. <laughs> good God. Um Mel says assigned furry by Alma Mater. <laughs> <laughs> The most powerful gender. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia State would too, um, of the Georgia schools. Can I? Yeah. Can I institute a new rule? When we read off Twitch chat, can we refer to them all as a producer? Like they're yes. like they're Roz in the back rooms. Like oh, producer Mouse. That's like we're we're in like a like a radio booth instead of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Instead of existing, uh, yeah. 100%. So everybody come and watch the stream when we do stream. Uh, so you, you, you too can be a producer. Now, you can be yes, a producer. you are already a producer. Yeah, yeah, I was already technically a producer. and I Now I you share the title with whoever happens to stumble in here uh, <laughs> on the tw- the streams that I have tagged American Football and Georgia. Hey, producer Scotty's here. <laughs> oh, Scotty, what's up? Uh, I guess let's get into it. This yeah. is, I've officially dubbed this the Valentine's Day episode of Radish. Uh, curious about uh, the skew of folks who are single and in a relationship who listen to Radish. Um, curious also for the folks who are in a relationship. Have you told your partner about us? You legally have to. Um, you should. Please bring bring us up. Talk to your partner about podcasting. <laughs> uh, we got a good show for you guys today. Uh, we, we all brought something you can watch. Two movies and TV show. I'm shocked. There's three albums that absolutely wrecked Sean that came out this past week. And Sean's not talking about any of them. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to okay. talk about Ants up there next week. And I'm going to do it no justice. <laughs> <laughs> one album absolutely wrecked me this past week. The other two. One's very good. The other's all right. Yeah, still. What's the all right one? Uh, Mitski's Laurel Hell. That's kind of what I favorite. thought. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's poppy, it's fun, but not our best. Uh, we're wrapping up this episode with a segment I like to call Hinge Unhinged, where we are redoing my Hinge profile because <laughs> boy I need some help. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, we got to introduce ourselves. My name is Tyler. Don't worry, I won't be alone on Valentine's Day. I'm trying to get prestiged. You know, I'm trying to get into a clone situation where there's two of the same of us. We don't know who's the real one. One's got to die. Um, it's going to be a good time. It'll be it'll be a nice, fun Valentine. Which one do I shoot? Yeah, I'll be excited for that. Um, <coughs> as is tradition, I've forgotten what I've, I've given fe- February, but it's uh, it's Sean from up there. That's right. Uh, it's Black Country New Road, February, everyone. You were doing they only have two albums. I was doing, I was doing Animal Collective, I thought, in January. You're right. No, you did it in January for the beginning of February, because we recorded. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. We are on week two. Well, maybe. Of, of a theme you've done multiple times. <laughs> just just going, just going freeform with it. There's a lot of um, things and on that album I can talk about. So maybe we'll just, we'll just broach each little bit every introduction. And I'm Will 50. I'm also doing Black Country New Road February. <laughs> <laughs> that's Black Midi. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> they are very close. I think uh, 
the they lead tour together. They tour together, and I think the lead singer of Black Committee lives with the saxophonist of Black Country New Road. You can tell. They're buddies. <laughs> Both great bands. How would you name your bands almost the same thing? <laughs> if you That's true. That's like if we had some friends who lived with us at a certain point and named their show Turnip. <laughs> no, because those don't sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> Turnip for what? That's, that's true. It would be, their show Saddest, that'd be one thing. Yeah. They're, if they're like, uh, cool. Nope, hold on. I'll find a vegetable. Rat Producer Mal. Ratish. Love it. Ratish, yeah. You know, yep. Um, okay, we got some good Albert news Reed. this week. Mm. Quit, you, that's why we have producers, Sean. It's okay. Mm. You're just here to look good. Um, today in good news, we have Bona Bear or Bill de Bearussi. Um, <laughs> I think it's pronounced Bon Iber. <laughs> uh, so Bill de Bear, for some reason, uh, I would love to have been in this this room when this marketing team came up with it. Uh, someone just sat there and I guess raised their hand and said, "Anybody ever want to fuck them?" So they created. An adults-only version of Build-A-Bear. They're just, it's, it's like Build-A-Bear After Dark, where they're like, the bear can wear a shirt that says, it's wine o'clock. And, uh, they're cowards the, for not going all the way. Truly. But also, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, at the end of the day, they're already pretty, you know. They're pretty attractive. You can't, you can't change them. For the better, can't you can't unyassify a build a bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking at the build a bear after dark lineup. There is a bear in a Hugh Hefner robe who is doing mm. kind of a lean. There is a bear with the the rose shirt, as Sean said. There's a bear who's made out of roses, and it looks like he has a skin condition. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> this is the most trypophobia Junji Ito looking bear I've ever seen. Like this is this is horrifying. This bear looks like he's in pain. <laughs> Producer Scotty in the chat says, honestly, the instructions at build a bear are pretty horny. Choose me, hear me, stuff me. Um, I hope like that, that you two song. Yeah, it sounds. I hope that my uh, wedding night is that romantic. And fellas, hear me is the important one. Take note of that for your own. <laughs> yeah. This upcoming no down, Southern comic. I just hats off. Congrats to whoever at the build a bear marketing team finally let their freak flag fly. It was like. <laughs> These things are hot, right? <laughs> That's why okay. he got the job. He's been holding it in for three or four years. Have you guys ever been to a Build-A-Bear before? No. I just feel like yes. this is... This I mean, is I've been inside talked. one, but I've never, okay. like, built a bear. Have you been to the store, though? <laughs> You've been inside one? Whoa. Um, have, you, have you ever seen a bear getting stuffed? Yeah. It's violent. <laughs> yeah, it is not sexy in the slightest. Wow. I will depend. Well, okay, yeah. who it, it's not on me to pass judgment. <laughs> I've I've been in a build a bear when it was empty. Because we had to go go get something for my sister. We had to go pick go go at like six o'clock on a Tuesday, and it was Ooh. just me and my dad picking up like a gift card. And <laughs> yeah, it's like seeing Mickey Mouse without a head. It's like <laughs> it's just the, the slowly the bubbly the zoomers streets. are just sitting around like one had a cigarette, and we're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> was like, what's, is that what Build a Bear After Dark is gonna be like? Like after like six PM, like like our, our kids out, don't swim. And then like the lights <laughs> come down and like Barry White starts playing. <laughs> it's the same process, no, but now you can make your bear say dirty words. <laughs> we've been raided by producer Evan. Oh, <laughs> Hello, appreciate the raid. What? Ew. 
Do they have like uh, little bear wine glasses, or is it just like the rosé? I'm trying to see. Like, obviously, a bottle they... of wine. Oh wow! I think I think and what a leather now skirt. Is you can go in there after dinner and say curse words while you're in there. I think that's 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 what <laughs> Build a Bear After Dark. Is. You can record uh, mature messages on the Build a Bear. <laughs> uh, Producer Rice Enjoyer says when you go to the After Dark site to look at the bears, you have to confirm you're 18. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the some of these like, bears are too much to look at. It's like going to Budweiser.com. <laughs> you have to make sure you're born after February seventh, two thousand three. We need to send someone, someone who lives near a mall, to one of these build a bears after dark and just just do a field. Don't buy one, or unless you want you know, I don't know, do your life. But just go go and uh, just scope out the goods for us. Let us know what these uh, what these adults only bears have in store. <laughs> They keep them in the back behind yeah. the curtain. Yeah, it's a expensive. little curtain. <laughs> get build a bears and Delta eight pins. <laughs> a black light poster of Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Good lord. All right. Um, are we done making sex jokes about uh, teddy bears? Uh, build a busted open. All right. Now we. Have. All right. Now, now we're good. Now we've hit quota. Um, our, our sponsors will stay with us now. Yep. Uh, let's thank uh, you, Audible. Let's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Audible. You can find your favorite teddy bear eroticism books on audible.com. Use promo code Barracy. Stuff me. No, yeah, use promo code Stuff Barracy <laughs> for uh, stuff that book. Uh, Ooh. a Ooh, free cut. sixty day trial. <laughs> please, please, next, next thing, next thing. Hello, everyone. My name is Griffin Reynolds, and I'm BJ Guest, and we are the hosts of the Best Palcast. It's a show where two best friends discuss video games, movies, TV, and everything in between, such as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who would win in a fight, Samwise Gamgee? Psh. Or Axel Foley, yes. <laughs> and we even have guests like Andrew Gebbia and Alex Melton. If this sounds like a rip roar and good time to you, then swing on by. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday. Every record live on twitch.tv slash the best palcast on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there. Uh, let's move Let's move on to our show and tells. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Sean. All right, Sean. I'll make it quick. Um... This is a movie which came out late last year that I feel like went under everyone's radars. I don't do not know why. Um, Will Will does. <laughs> Will was telling me about this before we started. Oh, the, I guess the marketing was bad, um, and just people couldn't find themselves to care about a Guillermo del Toro movie that didn't have a, a big monster in it. Um, and it came out the same weekend as Spider Man. <laughs> oh, it sure fucking did. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, you talking about Spider Man? No. Ah. Uh. I haven't seen it. No, it was good. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Nightmare Alley. It's Guillermo del Toro's follow up to uh, his, you know, Shape of Water, Best Picture winning, uh, a delightful movie which I don't think anyone's returned to since 2017. But that's besides. Watch it every weekend. <laughs> Get up on Sunday with the Shape of Water. And I asked, <laughs> I asked, do you have the Fishman Bear yet? And they say no. And I go, I'll be back next year. I start, I start boiling eggs. I go watch Shape of Water. I come back. <laughs> That's sweet, That's a sweet. good shape of water joke for the <laughs> shape of water heads out there. The real, good job. <laughs> the real shapesters. Uh, Nightmare Alley is a remake, uh, believe it or not, of a noir movie from the 1940s of the same name. It's about a 
grifter, a con man, you know, a, a carny named uh, Stanton Carlisle, who, you know, mm. kind of dri- finds his way to a carnival and finds his way into the graces of these mentalists. And he kind of learns the craft on his own. And he, it's about his interactions with people and his relationships and like the sort of like trouble he gets himself into because of his well-honed skill. Um, it is a super well-done caper. Uh, it's an excellent noir movie. Of course, I mean, you, you see Shape of Water and you see uh, Del Toro do like Art Deco style. Like, oh yeah, this is like, he's born to do this kind of thing. And it's even more present in uh, Nightmare Alley. Cape uh, Blanchett's in it. She's all, I mean, of course she's perfect in goddamn near everything, but she is fantastic in this. She is like born to play the femme fatale role. Uh, Rudy Mara, also solid. Um, God, there's a, I mean, everyone you expect to see in a Del Toro movies in this, and they all put on a great performance. It's a super fun story. Really, like, it keeps you from the beginning. Um, looks great. Acted well. Super fun to watch. It is available now on Hulu and HBO. It got kind of the last dual treatment where um, it only came out, like, four or five weeks ago. No, I guess, what, 60 days ago, and it's already out on streaming. So, very much worth your time. If you got to spare two and a half hours, um, it's uh, two and a half hours that do not feel like it, and you'll very much enjoy it here's the thing though i hate that wait between a movie leaving theaters and having to buy it on dvd oh so yeah. i don't know why that's like why do we still have that like what is this artificial scarcity of like all right <laughs> you have to we have to pretend like spider-man's gone and we're gonna surprise you with it in six months no doubt. we're gonna open the vault yeah. i feel no, like, like if it's you have a vault if you don't go see a movie in the first two months, it's out. No one's going. No one's sneaking in month three to go see this movie. Just put it on HBO. I'm paying eleven dollars a month. Let me see it there. I'm I'm for this treatment. Well, yeah. maybe not HBO Max. Their UX is terrible. Well, you don't rewind. That's the price you pay. Yeah, you just gotta watch it straight through. <laughs> if you rewind, your your TV starts to smoke. It's why it's also available on Hulu. I should say. Uh, but yeah, it's um. Super fun movie. And Will, I agree in that, like, uh, I'm anxiously awaiting Licorice Pizza to get a home release. And every time I see a Licorice Pizza now in theaters at, I'm like, no, take it out. I need it at home now. Um, there's there's a frame in that movie I need. And I've I've, I've watched it on the uh, freeslots.com cam rip. I've confirmed <laughs> that there's a, scene, there's a frame in that movie. It would be the perfect Twitter header for me. And I can't until I need that HD version. Need it. It's got to come out soon. Uh in the meantime, go watch Nightmare Alley. It is delightful. It's probably in my top 10 from last year already. Um, Dang. Del Toro just knows, he knows how to tell a good story, a really captivating story. And everyone in it is on their A game. Super fun to watch. I thought it would be bored out of my mind, and I thought it would be like no direction. And like the direction makes itself known pretty quickly. And no, not pretty quickly. But once... Can't believe you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> even when you don't really know where it's going, you still, like, I very much was like, I don't care where this is going. I'd watch this. This is just, I like being in this world. It's great. I did watch the original the other day. It was not really good. <laughs> yeah, it was on, it was on T, uh, TCM. Yeah, TCM, yeah. DMC. Characters welcome. Characters yeah. welcome. Characters it was welcome. fine. It's much more of a, more of a, I don't know how faithful it is, but I, I think the Del Toro one's going to be better. <laughs> For sure. It's a shame that Del Toro is going to make the third best Pinocchio film this year. Like, <laughs> the Polytronics first. When can I go on my own? <laughs> I felt like I was going crazy in the replies because no one knew who Polly Shore was. Yeah. Damn. And Sino Man? Mm. Biodome? Biodome, of course. He caused a lot of that's, trouble that's in that here? bubble. It's out here? You the go, cheese go guy where he lived? Goofy movie? 
Mm. Was that Polly Shore or was that someone doing a Polly Shore impression? That was Polly Shore. I think it was Polly Shore. Was that Polly Shore? Yeah. Uh, I think Polly Shore. Now you're making me second guess. Shore impressions. All right. Is this like like how on the Animaniacs they had a guy do Peter Lorre? It wasn't. Mm. Presumably wasn't Peter Lorre. (laughs) I think it it was Polly Shore. Goofy movie cast. Let's settle this right now. Polly Shore. Yep. As as himself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yep. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I had a lot of time to watch a lot of TV this, this past week. I wa- I caught up on Boba Fett. Don't want to talk about that. Let's not talk about that ever. Caught up on, uh, <laughs> Pam and Tommy. We're okay. Not talk about that too. Really? It, it's okay. We're, we're not going to talk about it. We, I, we I heard it's one joke that is repeated basically the entire series. <laughs> so Seth Rogen, the guy that the smarmy dude who stole it and sold it is like made out to be a endearing character and it's like okay come on yeah anyways mob psycho 100 season two this show came out the season came out two years ago but i watched it all this past week and i gotta say it has been one of my most favorite seasons of anime that i have ever seen no cap yeah not even lying here uh created by one the same person who created one punch man um for those who uh didn't hear my review of it i don't know it was months ago i'd watched season one uh, it's about an awkward middle schooler. It's a buildings Roman. Uh, we love buildings <laughs> here on Radish. It's about an awkward middle schooler trying word to for you. <laughs> Radish buildings Romans. Welcome. It's a middle schooler trying to find his way in the world while also being the world's most powerful psychic. We're living in this world of psychics, ghosts, demons. Um, you know the usual fare for this this type of show. Season two, like I said, might be one of my favorite seasons of anime of all time. Uh, primarily because of the animation. It is the most incredibly colorful, vibrant, enchanting watch that you can watch. Um, It's got a silly animation style, but the fights are whenever psychic powers come out, you're about to see one of the most wild things you've ever seen on television. It's it's that fun. I I feel like I am in one of those old-timey cartoons where I'm like a child plopped in front of a television and the television's only just colors and you see like the child's eyes turn into saucepans. That is like how I feel when I watch Mob Psycho. Um, also for a show that's so crazy in its animation and spends a lot of time on these crazy freaking fights and just trippy sequences, it is one of the most hilarious anime that I've ever seen. There is a metric ton of gags per episode. The characters are so hilariously written, uh, and the voice acting and delivery is so great. Um, I, I love a business guy stereotype in anime. Um, I forget what, what's his name in, in Jujutsu Kaisen, um, uh, business guy a- who, yeah, he only fights during business time. He hates his job. Love it. This show has, uh, his name is Regan. He is pretty much the main character that next to Mob. He plays his boss slash mentor, who's, uh, the dynamic is that he, um, like, charges people to be a psychic for them, but he actually has no psychic powers, while his ward is the most powerful psychic being. A, re- a real Sean Spencer type. Yes. <laughs> uh, he is, he is hilarious. Um, also, for an anime that squeezes in so much comedy and action, it has moments that are just downright fucking beautiful. Um, I'm I'm a kind of guy who likes to watch like the gritty, fighty, sorty guy anime, and uh, there have been some really moments that have kind of gotten me in my feels, like when this middle schooler um, decides to talk to a girl he likes for the first time, and all of his psychic powers swirl around him. It almost um, unhardened my crusty old gravelly heart. Almost. Um, Go watch it on Crunchyroll. It's got season one, season two. Season three is coming out this year, which is Ooh. fantastic and an already stacked year for anime. Um, 
Season one is also incredible, but also, you know, it, it has to build a world. It has to, you know, introduce characters and plot and stuff like that. Season two is unencumbered by it. So it's just amazing from the start. Um, I implore you guys, like, if I were to sit down and really, really think about it, it might be my favorite anime. Um, but uh, but definitely, definitely go watch it. I know Will watched season one after my recommendation. I did. And, I watched um, it almost all in one go. It's great. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, the, the, the hair guy. I forget his name. Is it? Oh, the blonde hair guy? The, the blonde hair guy, he, he loses his hair in a fight, and he comes back with the worst wig I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thinks that people can't notice it. Yeah. Uh, and everyone That's those kind of mobs. Right. Yeah, it's got it's got visual gags for days. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's, like, one scene where, like, Mob gives this, like, very, like, impassionate speech about, like, being true and honest. And then he's like, Reagan told me that. <laughs> and Dimple's like, well, that's kind of lost all meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't know. I, I love the dynamic of like very, very obvious BS. And then like the one most like earnest kid who's like, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. It's so, so good. I love that show. I'm, I've, I've not found the time to watch season two yet. Uh, there's an OVA too uh, on Crunchyroll. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's season one from Reagan's point of view. Um, oh. Well, damn. Yeah. It's, I think it's on there. It's like season 41 or something like that. Cause I guess they're banking on there not being more than 40 seasons. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, it's been what, close to four years since the last season, um, before you hear season three. So yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up before season three comes on because that'll be a fun one to, uh, to watch and discuss with everyone. Likewise. Do you guys do, you, sorry, Sean, I was, I was just going to say, do you guys have an anime that you've watched the English voiceover for? I, I know I'm a filthy dub guy sometimes. Uh, and then I've you catch up. Dub. Oh, and then you, but you catch up and then the new stuff is all in uh, Japanese and not saying that it's any worse or any better, but you've grown to love one way versus another. I'm afraid. I gotta say I'm afraid because the voice acting is so, so good. Um, I've heard both, both sides are, are, are fantastic, but I've watched the dub and it's, it's been so great. I've gone back and forth on my hero, depending on if I was watching it live or, or catching up because mm-hmm. they're both pretty good. Gotcha. It takes about an episode to be like, oh yeah, I forgot what he sounds like. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I forgot okay. it was Vegeta. I think I've only done shows that have like already ended like fully Cooley and kill a kill. I did dubs and I loved those. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I also don't have a preference. If I'm sitting down to watch anime, I'm watching the subs, especially if it's a new season. Cause I want to wait for the English dubs. Like I think attack on Titan, the final season's just about to start with the English dubs. I could not wait that long. Yeah. I think I think comedy anime especially kind of gets a second life with the dub because mm-hmm. you get more visual gags with like the the sub. Yeah. But like right. the dub's like, all right, this joke doesn't really work in English because like we don't obviously like language, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a pun that we didn't really don't really get. So one of my favorite examples is uh Kaguya-sama, uh, Love is War. Mm-hmm. The um Japanese version plays out around like a like a spy versus spy, like a very dramatic narrator. And the English version is much more like sportscaster, like play by play. Oh, I think I actually I think the Kaguya narrator is also the mob narrator slash Dimple. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll have to double check on that. But I think it's the very, very similar, uh, you know, and now mob thinks of this, you know, the, the voice mm. he does. Well, we, we say this pretty much every episode. At the end of the year, it's going to be hard to parse out what was the best anime. Mm. Um, two very fantastic ones going on right now and uh, a lot about to start. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, talk about the anime that you brought. Well, yeah, Tick Tick Boom 
is a movie <laughs> I've never seen because I watched Jackass 4 this weekend. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I was like, Will's bringing up a random movie to the, <laughs> to the episode? <laughs> like, holy shit. No, no, no. Uh, I saw Jackass Forever this weekend. Nice. If you get the chance, go see. I, this is kind of a pointless show and tell. If you've seen the trailer and you're not sold on it, I can't help you. Yeah. If you've seen the trailer and were sold on it, you're already sold on it. I'm just here to talk about how good Jackass 4 was. Um, a lot of heart in this movie. Uh, a big a big theme of it is that the cast of Jackass is in their early 50s, <laughs> um, which is disheartening. It's like watching one of your parents have a hard time with the stairs. <laughs> but uh, kind of a good thing with this movie, and I, I the Jackass cast is perfectly balanced, um, I would say. I mean, you've got you've got. Knoxville and Steve-O, who I would say is are the, the main two. Yeah. You've got your your heavy hitter kind of main attractions, like your Bam, your Dunn, your uh, Wee Man. And then you've got like your Dave Englands, your Chris Pontiuses, your 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 uh Preston Lacey's, uh Danger Aaron. Yeah. And this movie, unfortunately, that balance has kind of been thrown off. Uh unfortunately, Ryan Dunn's not in it because he passed away right after three. Bam Margera is an uh, eagle-eyed viewers will notice Bam Margera in one stunt and they don't focus on him uh, because they had a falling out after the the first day. Um, But uh, I've I've long thought that like Jackass wouldn't work with a different cast. Fortunately, they bring in like five or six new faces and they mesh really well with the cast. And there's lots of like funny, like new blood, old blood banter with them. Oh, good. I think Jackass five is going to be great based on this. Uh, Jasper Dolphin from Odd Futures in it, right? Jasper is not in it. Uh, he brings in Tyler the Creator for a stunt, which is great. Hey. <laughs> uh, Rachel Wolfson is a uh, Instagram cannabis influencer who does a stunt where she licks a taser without blinking. It's amazing. Um, wow. There is. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I don't. Uh, Sean Poopies McKierney is a new is a skateboarder. <laughs> Uh, he might be the stupidest person alive based on the clips <laughs> they showed of him. Like, not being able to do basic math. Um, uh, Jasper's dad's in it a good bit. His name's Dark Shark. He's an yeah. L.A. Uh, gang member. Um, who's the other new guy? Zach Holmes kind of steals the show. Is kind of the new uh, physical guy. He'll do anything like, you know, jump, jump into a thing of cactuses. He's great. Uh, Eric Monaco is another skateboarder. Uh, I'm, I'm probably forgetting one and I'm so sorry for listening to the show. Um, a <laughs> lot of great, a lo- lot of great, uh, cameos, uh, Tori Belechi from Mythbusters comes on and helps them construct a, a, something for a stunt. There is one stunt, um, that is, uh, called silence of the lambs that involves night vision goggles, uh, a fake room and a live, a uh, rat snake. That is the hardest I've ever laughed in a theme. <laughs> where they <laughs> basically convince people they're in a pitch black room with a live snake and then put on night vision goggles and mess with them. <laughs> um, it's so good. Um, so yeah, the balance was kind of weird. Uh, they had a lot more like danger Aaron and Dave England in the spots where Bam and, and Ryan Dunn normally are. Mm. Um, poor danger Aaron. Like I guess everyone else is too old, but he, he took like, he took like every serious hit. Like he gets, <laughs> gets punched in the crotch by a UFC heavyweight champion. <laughs> I've seen that. I heard Johnny Knoxville. He got fucked up by a bull, like put him out in the hospital for weeks. He goes to the hospital twice in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, one's the one that Bam's in, which was the first day of filming. Um, the other one was the bull. The bull is, uh, um, I would like to hear, I, I, I was thinking today doing my, my notes, Eric, Eric Andre's in this. He's great. Um, 
Don't hey. look up what he's been doing. <laughs> Tiktoxicated fans want to know. I heard Rob Deerdick has a cameo in this film. I heard he, he is. introduces he re- introduces something. He does introduce one of the games. Oh boy. Um, Hell yeah. It's just a lot of fun. We went and like no one was there, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, because Jackass is fun with like a bunch of people. But if you get the chance, uh have some buddies over. I'm sure it'll come to streaming soon. Um watch Jackass. Yeah, yeah Paramount Make sure you're like, picks up in like April. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your mom's not in the room because it is it is foul. <laughs> <laughs> man i remember like staying up like late in like middle school yeah it was middle school for like comedy central secret stash because they would show jackass at like 1 a.m and they wouldn't censor anything and it was just i felt so dangerous and so cool <laughs> man i will i'm very glad to hear it uh i we've uh re-watched jackass 3 over the weekend and man that's still like i've seen the movie countless times and it still puts me on my ass i think it's so hysterical um, there's, there's like a really like sad moment where Steve was like at the end of Jackass three, we all took photos and compared them to the Jackass one. Cause that was 10 years. And now it's been 10 years since Jackass three. So now it's been 20 years. And I was like, Oh, yeah. like, it's just like, that's a, you know, another thing I don't get is that someone out there, I'm going to find you. I'm going to figure out who you are. Someone out there knows the exact reason why the series Jackass, the series is not available to stream. I want them to fess up and I want them to give us because I would just relish over rewatching old jackass episodes. Cause like the My movies have like music rights. I guess so, but it's mostly they CK have like skate video music. Yeah. Uh, but like the movie movie has a pretty good soundtrack. That's good to know. But I just, I'm, I'm like, I've, you can rewatch the movies as much as you can, but like the series just had some magic to it, man. But who's to say, um, hopefully this is an indication of like a, a future generation to come or I don't know. But I'm, I think we're seeing it tomorrow night, so I'm very excited to watch it. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. He does not pass the vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. They punch when he caught up on screen, I yelled, he is weed. <laughs> <laughs> punch him 66 times in the chest. <laughs> uh, also, like, one of my favorite parts of this movie, and this is, like not a, this is like not a stunt or anything, is that Rachel Wilson is doing a stunt where she has a scorpion stinger on the lips repeatedly for Botox. And... Ooh. The scorpion falls off her face and onto her shirt. And Chris Pontius says, do I have permission to remove the scorpion from your torso? <laughs> <laughs> and seeing party boy ask for consent to remove a scorpion off a lady's <laughs> chest was the most character growth I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> the, tr- b- the true buildings, Roman. Yeah. Across, right. uh, yeah. All Jack. Multiple reviews have pointed out how nice that was for to see Chris Pontius, <laughs> who multiple times in the movie has his penis out uh, at, at unsuspecting people, ask for consent before removing his live scorpion off of someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very excited to see it. Ch- check it out. I'm excited for that film. I, I really am. Um, I'm glad it'll be on Paramount Plus whenever it comes out on streaming and not HBO Max because you want to rewind it. If you want yeah, to go back. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to the last segment here for, for Valentine's Day. Um, I, I, I turned to the guys and said, hey, I need to update my Hinge profile. Uh, for those of you who are, are single, like uh, two of us on this podcast and use Hinge, you know that uh, there are prompts on the app to get you to, uh, you know, come up with some sort of witty response to try and generate a, a topic of conversation for anybody who's coming across your page. So I sent the prompts to the guys and we came up with some uh, pretty good responses and we're going to up my hinge game. Uh, we're calling this segment hinge unhinged. So, um, 
don't know. How do you want to do this? Should I just read? Yeah, just, uh, yeah read just, off the read off the prompt, and we'll we'll, we'll guide you, the listener, yeah. on how to, okay. how to how to score a winner on Hinge. Yeah. All right. So first, first prompt is uh, is pretty simple. Dating me is like uh, fine. <laughs> I wrote uh, dating dating me is like dating the Iron Giant, <laughs> large, cold, and everybody's wondering what the dick situation is. <laughs> I said a hayride. No, no further explanation. <laughs> Just a vibe. I, I'm, I'm going all vibes for my answer. So it's uh, dating me is not even like a fall or a haunted day ride. Just a hayride. Dating me is like finding the center or center of a Tootsie Pop. You're <laughs> young. You're naked. You're standing next to an owl in the woods. <laughs> dating me is like dating Job. No one is allowed to suffer more than I do. <laughs> dating me is like a simile. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, next prop. I know I found the one when. He has two left hands. <laughs> <laughs> I put, I know I found the one when the voice that comes from the lump on my shoulder stops telling me to find a sufficient bride. <laughs> <laughs> I know I found the one when the sun goes down and I feel safe. Aww. Aww. That's your I'm gonna, I'm that answers. Mm, uh, well, still outside. Uh, you should not go out with me if. You fear the reaper. <laughs> uh, you are a crow. <laughs> you, oh. you have an iguana allergy. <laughs> <laughs> you should not go out with me if you aren't okay with me and our 70 hounds going fox hunting every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a non-negotiable for me. Um, we're the same type of weird if. You were also in DC, DC on January 6th. <laughs> I said you're the same type of weird if you also like to Donald Duck it on a Saturday morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can refer to so many things. <laughs> uh, we are the same type of weird if you also uh, you have a favorite straw hat that you like to wear and never wear anything else. I know someone who dresses like that all the time. <laughs> Popeye. <laughs> He, he wanted the smoke on Twitter this week. Did you see that? <laughs> he, did, he did. With the actual straw hat. Um, something I want to try with you is. The Mexican pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Any elaboration there? No. It's, <laughs> it's a throwback to the best Snapchat I've ever received, which my college roommate <laughs> sent me a cookbook from Barnes & Noble called The Mexican Pressure Cooker <laughs> with the caption, books that are also wrestling movies. <laughs> I put something I want to try with you is tying my shoes. I'm really getting good at doing it alone, but sometimes I have questions. <laughs> um, I have scaring groundhogs. <laughs> something I want to try with you is shrinking down to mouse size so I could be your tiny <laughs> mouse boy. <laughs> right, <a> deep cut. <laughs> my biggest date fail. Honestly, when I found out her ex-boyfriend was Mr. Bean. <laughs> September 11th, 2001 was a pretty bad date. <laughs> <laughs> my absolute worst date, I sold my prized watch to buy her a nice comb, and she sold her hair to buy me a watch chain. <laughs> just, just being completely expressionless. Just, you know, biggest date fail is just not giving much at all. <laughs> her, her John's uh, girlfriend in the background. Producer Peyton. P producer Peyton's back there. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> 
the best way to ask me out is by semaphore <laughs> eliminating my wife. <laughs> I also have down semaphore. Um <laughs> or just like keeping your arms at like steady distance away from me. Just like making <laughs> signals that way. Hey, singles out there. Semaphore is two out of three radish approved. Yeah. <laughs> How to get how to get in contact with those flags? <laughs> I'll introduce you to my family when you can find them. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've seen all ten Fast and Furious films, and you can tell me what family is, I'll introduce you to them. <laughs> when you can pin me. <laughs> uh, all I ask is that you don't let me out of that room. No matter how much I beg, no matter how much I plead, do not open that door. <laughs> Keep a keep a sense of liveliness in the field, even when I'm gone. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sean says out here be genuine. I hate the sincerity. <laughs> Sean says something like that, and I fucking wrote, all I ask is that you wear a Scooby-Doo outfit and say, ruh roll raggy every time I get home. <laughs> uh, all I ask is that you go low when I go high when we take out Jafar at the Disney <laughs> My love language is... Zoomish. <laughs> We're Zoomish from Zoom. I don't remember. My love language is the blade. <laughs> My love language is fear. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good after your sincerity. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. And it's that's the, sincere. That's the key to a good hinge profile is two very sincere answers and then fear. <laughs> Something that's just unsettling. Um, The one thing that I'd love to know about you is what would it take for you to kill? (laughs) Where'd you get that shirt? (laughs) Social security number. (laughs) Last four digits. First car make and model. (laughs) High school mascot, mother's maiden name. These are all just things I want to get to know you. One thing I'd love to know about you is you got a skeleton under there or what? <laughs> Them bones wet. <laughs> I also have the skeleton question written down. <laughs> <laughs> it goes hand in hand with the fear. Um, last one. I'm weirdly attracted to. Crows. Feet. Feet. <laughs> Drops the mic. I'm weirdly attracted to E.T. and Javier Bardem. It's, it's not mutually ex- exclusive. Sorry, I missed it. I had to walk away. Also, uh, it was the best one. Yeah. Also, a U.S. Olympic curlers. <laughs> uh, that scene in a goofy movie where Max turns into his dad. <laughs> I wrote down farmers and crows. <laughs> a lot of crow chatter. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I think I got some ideas. Not while I'm around. Probably not. <laughs> that doesn't. If that doesn't score you the one. Then uh, mm-hmm. I believe it. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for listening to episode 189 of Radish, everybody. Um, we're back and better we're than We're back. Ever. Well, we're back. We're back. Uh, I've <laughs> been Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. Um, you can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Join our Discord, indiesaurus.com slash Discord. I've been Sean. You can find more of my uh, Scarecrow romance fiction um, on a, a, online somewhere. Uh, you can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. I'm Will. You can find me at Will from online and don't look anywhere else. <laughs>
Except four square. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the longest running joke. And the mayor of my new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, shoot, I didn't prepare Tyler's tournament of champions. Do you guys have any? Uh... Oh, there was a good one this week. I, I, I mean, I think Popeye had had a moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Popeye. Well, Jesus, it's, it's actually kind of tough. Popeye versus Luffy from One Piece. There was um, one before that, though. It was like an anime one. Really? Yeah, but we'll do the One Piece one. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see Popeye's other beef, but uh, no let's one do ever Popeye's has. Popeye's spinach pills. <laughs> Popeye <laughs> spinach pill. Go to Popeye's. Ask for the beef. And Give see me what the other beef. <laughs> I heard about Popeye's other beef, and I'm here for it. Um, First timer in the chat. Sorry, everybody. Welcome, Horsey Omri. Oh, hey, Omri. Um, Welcome, Popeye. Popeye. Popeye's feud. I uh, get that clip of Family Feud of Steve Harvey says, "What's Popeye's favorite food?" And the lady <laughs> smashes the button and says, "Chicken." <laughs> That's right. It's it's from uh, Family Feud Canada. It's Canada. Sorry, not Steve Harvey, yeah. but the the host. <laughs> I assume it's Canadian. Steve Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's a funny video because the the look of pride in her face, like I fucking got this, <laughs> and it's not even up there. Oh, so good. Oh, love to see it. It's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a tiebreaker too. So it's like it's one answer. <laughs> what is Popeye's favorite food? <laughs> she loses. Her family goes home penniless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they never uh, let. So who would win in a fight? I know, I know, Sean. You don't know all of uh, Luffy's feats, but uh, maybe you could be our Popeye. Um, nope, I know don't about know as much Popeye's Popeye feats. as I do about Luffy. So I'm going to go with Luffy because I know he's big and bendy, and Popeye uh, <laughs> needs spinach. <laughs> all right, are we doing? Are we doing pre or post time skip Popeye? <laughs> Okay, we're going to do post-time skip Luffy, spinach-pilled Popeye. Oof. That's a hard one. Yeah. Producer Mal does bring up that Popeye knows armament hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Would it help? What if if Popeye got Bluto and Luffy got Zoro? Here's the thing. I don't think Popeye has COC. I don't think he's got Conqueror's hockey. Uh, Olive oil does. (laughs) <laughs> olive oil definitely does yeah because nothing ever hits her right right not while Popeye's Damn. around <laughs> Popeye's an Ackerman we're we're drifting animes now I got I got multi-track I got I got to give to Luffy I'd be Luffy. a bad book club leader if I didn't okay looks like we're giving this to Luffy we'll we'll throw it to uh Twitter again this week so um, Popeye called out Luffy on Twitter this week yeah, and the official One Piece Twitter account did respond with the waving emoji. So, who says oh. brands are bad? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Wait, someone's keeping we'll like a, an alive Popeye Twitter account? Yes, yeah. Popeye at, at Popeye tweets. <laughs> I just remember it's, in like the height of the pandemic, he he tweeted at, or I say he like he's actually over there tweeting. Um, responded to someone, go out and touch some grass. It's like, <laughs> God damn you, Popeye. <laughs> Cut him again, Papa. <laughs> Papa is such a. <laughs> I could say that it's the end of the episode. No one listens to this one. Papa is such a good character because he's like two hundred years old. 
<laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, we gotta go. <laughs> they say cut the feed, cut the feed, uh, cut. 